Hey, it's Claire and Becca, and welcome back to Golden Hour Podcast. Our primary goal with this podcast has always been storytelling and laughing and having a good time, but we also really value sharing our life experiences and things that haven't been the best or have made us into who we are. So today we have invited a really special guest on to talk to us. Um, she has been such an inspiration to me and I know a bunch of other people. She has demonstrated truly the unwavering ability to stay positive and confident and patient amid so many obstacles and we are so excited to talk with her today. So welcome Maddie Desiano. Welcome Maddie. Uh, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a junior at UCLA. I just turned 21 like two weeks ago. I'm from San Clemente, California, which is like a beach town in Orange County. I've, I've graduated high school early. I've been here for quite a bit, um, gone through a lot of injuries. Some fun facts about me. I've been on the dance. I was on the dance team in high school. Uh, I love to dance. I wish I could still like join like a club or something but it just hasn't happened um yeah super excited to be here <laughs> let's start a little bit with soccer you mentioned you had quite a few injuries so can you walk us through that whole journey yeah i so i graduated high school december of 2017 and enrolled in january 2018 and i came in and immediately kind of you know found my spot i was playing outside back starting i played a lot of our spring games um, and I was really excited about the fall season. And at the same time, I was going to these just national team camps and it was a lot of soccer for like three months. It was come like be at UCLA, lift, run, play games, practice, go to camp, come back, repeat it. And mm -hmm. it was just a lot of soccer. Um, I feel like I didn't give my body a rest. And then by April, I ended up tearing my ACL um, April of 2018. Mm -hmm. rehab for a year, retore it April of 2019. And I had to have a cleanup surgery of April 2020. And then I'm finally, you know, here we are three years later playing again. So it's been a really long journey. Um, wow. That, wow. That's a lot. Um, so do you remember your initial thoughts? Like after your first injury, did your like, and did your mentality change uh, things as you experienced more injuries? I think initially when I got hurt, it was just, I was shocked. Of course, after that bus ride home, I was like, no way to my ACL, I hyperextended my knee. And then I have, you know, my trainer, my parents, my coaches, my teammates, everyone's telling me these different things. I had no idea what kind of like an ACL tear was. I think I knew like a few girls that had done it, but part of me was like, this is, this is what comes with playing college soccer. Like this is the type of injury that happens to a lot of people. So I wasn't overly emotional or sad. It was just like, let's get the surgery and then start to grind. But yeah. when I got re-injured, it was definitely way different. I was way more, way more emotional, way more like down. I was like, am I even going to play again? Mm -hmm. But I think initially it was just like, let's start the grind. Yeah. How did that sort of like, am I ever going to play again mentality affect you? Like, did you ever just think I'm done? Like, I'm just going to give up? Um. I think I, after the second one, I remember calling my parents and my dad was like, do you want to keep playing? Like, mm -hmm. is this, is this what you want to do? And I think at that point, like it really broke. That was really sad to hear. Cause I was like, do I want to keep playing? Like, am mm -hmm. I going to go through this again? Is it mm -hmm. worth it? Um, so worth being out another year. And we had that conversation with like my surgeon, my trainers, 
And we kind of just said, I got surgery in May. We're like, let's Mm -hmm. take the summer rehab, see how you feel in August and like Mm reevaluate. And come August, like I was in a better headspace and physically better. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think initially I was like, I don't, I don't think I could do this again. Yeah. I think it was just that shock of re-injury. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't, I can't even imagine. I was out for like two months with an ankle, high ankle sprain. And I was like, oh my gosh, the the world is ending. So I can't even imagine that. I was literally (laughs) such a crybaby about it. But, um, so how do you stay positive during those times? Like, I can't imagine how hard it is. I know it's months of rehab. Um, like how do you, how did you stay mentally sound through those times? I, it, it took a long time for me to be like, okay with it. I still think today there's part of me that's like bitter and upset. Cause I'm like, that was three years of my life where I didn't get to play. I have to restart now. The last time I really played was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I think even today, I'm still kind of like battling with these emotions about it. But I just really tried to remain patient, I guess. And that mm-hmm. came with the positivity. Like, I'm probably one of the most patient people I know. I'm just like, well, take it how it is day by day, week by week. And that helped me kind of stay grounded. But the the positivity stuff was hard. You know, when my knee hurts, it's like, this sucks. Like, And there was a part, I would say... Uh, fall of 2019 when the team's playing they're traveling and I'm like this sucks like what am I why am I doing this and it was hard to stay positive I think I just was like this is my job like rehab is my job now Mm -hmm. so it's not like a really it's not like a glorious you know rehab (laughs) journey it was definitely way harder but I think I just tried to stay super patient and I was able to thankfully um like you said it is like a job rehab takes up so much time um and that you know not playing games every week or training with the team does free up a ton of like mental space so did you take up any new hobbies or like find any interest or like discover anything about yourself during that time that you wouldn't have if you weren't you know in rehab all day every day I think I definitely in terms of like discovering myself I learned to like just relax a little bit and like take soccer especially now that I'm back like it's fun like Mm -hmm. I like going to training I you know So, and that's something I probably wouldn't have learned if I didn't get injured. In terms of like hobbies, I joined our UCLA radio and I have a show with like two other girls on the team about mainly just about soccer stuff. Um, But that's super fun. And then me and my roommates, we coach a team together. Uh, So I got to like have got a job, um, Mm -hmm. which again, if I wasn't injured, I probably just, I think it's just that mental headspace, like you said. Like, and now that I'm playing again, I realize like, now I'm thinking about the next game. Am I going to play? Which I never had to think about. And it's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, it is so weird. weird. (laughs) It is. Well, now you're back playing. That's awesome. That's so exciting. When you played the first game, I was like, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) I was so excited. (laughs) I I know I was, it wasn't streamed. And I like kind of looking back on it, I'm kind of glad it wasn't just because I got that moment. Like it was just me, my team, my parents were like watching through the gates. Um, (laughs) They had like the radio streams, like my grandma tuned in to that, but it was definitely a really emotional day for sure. Um, And so were you ever afraid to return to soccer altogether? Like how did you cope or how did you cope with the fear of returning to soccer? Cause I know injury could you know have a mental block when you get back on the field yeah I definitely think that's 
It's so true. It's scary to come back to play, especially because I got injured non-contact, crossing and cutting. It's Mm -hmm. like I do those things every single day. Like Mm -hmm. I change direction every 10 seconds. So that was definitely a fear. And I really focused on my recovery, like working on the cutting, working on those like soccer movements. And so because I did all that preparation, I wasn't as fearful um as I probably would have been if I didn't and I'm still I still kind of go through it like there's some days where like I wake up and I'm like I just don't feel like it's just a weird training and I'm like sometimes my knee my knee feels great my knee feels perfectly fine no issues like feels like my other knee which is really really good but I'm still kind of coping through through with that but I think Mm -hmm. in training I never I don't think about my knee I just like play so it took though probably all of fall to like get past that. And then I just focused winter break, get, getting fit, getting strong. So I wouldn't have to worry about that come January. I feel like the the mental piece is a little bit harder to train. You know, like when the rehab's done, yeah. you're healthy. You know, like your knee is structurally yeah. sound enough to play. But I feel like there's a big yeah. sort of like relearning curve. Like, did you feel like you had to readjust to training or like, struggle to get your confidence level back because you were out like you said you had really played since high school so what was that sort of like reacclimation period like for you it was definitely helpful because a we didn't have a season in the fall so august through thanksgiving we trained and we were training and we were all non-contact so every single person on the team we didn't do any contact towards the end we were playing like 11s it just was like you can't tackle each other you can intercept Mm -hmm. passes and stuff like that but we kind of like worked around that rule so it's nice to have four months of just non-contact training um and I got to do everything Mm -hmm. so I think that really helped me build confidence and kind of just like August 20th when we started training I was like not comfortable moving side to side but by Thanksgiving I was like perfectly fine so it was just I took every training for what it was and just like focused on the little things throughout the fall. And that's like kind of the plus with not having season. Like if we had season in the fall, I probably would have played, but it would have been later in the season. And Mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't have been as soccer ready as I am now. Mm -hmm. Technically, you know, not, not necessarily like my knee, but just like my soccer confidence. Cause that's yeah. something I'm still struggling with right now is just, yeah. I keep trying to think of, Oh, the player I was before I got hurt. Like that's long gone. Like that yeah. was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's interesting. I didn't even think about it that way. Like the player used to be and how, you know, you're completely a new player now. And I'm glad to hear that you're kind of embracing that role. Um, so I know we focused a lot on your injuries, but we know injuries do not define you. What would be your message to others who are facing obstacles that seem all-consuming in or out of the context of sports? I think one, this isn't like the best piece of advice, but this is like some advice someone gave me. And they were like, um, what, like, why are you doing rehab? Why are you waking up every day to do, go do lift, go run, et cetera? And I immediately was like, because I want to play again. Like I want to play soccer. And they were like, if you were to take soccer out of the picture, why would you want your knee to be better? Like, why would you want to be stronger? And I was like, well, I want to go on runs. I want to go on bike rides. I want to go on hikes and like be with my family and do stuff like active. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And they're like, so do, do your rehab and do the work for that. And so I really tried to take soccer out of the picture and was like, I want to be fit. I want to be able to just go on a run without my knee blowing up. Mm -hmm. So as much, as hard as it was, I tried to take soccer out of it and look at the bigger picture, um, which was hard to do at some points, but I really tried to do that. And I think that helped a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely easier said than done. Um, But that is, you said it's not the best advice. It honestly is because that applies to anything that you're doing. Like when things aren't going your way or things are really hard, if you can remember like why you started doing those things, even if it's completely unrelated to sport, like you can get a little bit of motivation back, even if it's not the best advice you've ever gotten. It's definitely super helpful. Um, And we have to talk about the song Rather Be. I feel like that is your anthem now. Like anytime (laughs) I hear it, I'm like, where's Maddie? What is the significance of that? Where did that come from? Well, I, that was like always like one of my favorite songs. Like I did my senior to Rather Be in (laughs) high school. Like, I think it's just like with soccer, I don't know if it's like, like when I'm with you, there's no place I'd rather be. Like soccer is not my whole life, but I think cause I just haven't had it in so long. Like all I wanted to do is be on the soccer field and I finally got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely like top song. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's your anthem. <laughs> um, okay, segue a little away from soccer. Talk about dance for a little bit. That was your solo song. You mentioned you did dance in high school. Um, I feel like that is something that you gain so much like confidence, so many skills from. So like, what are your big takeaways from your, your dance career? Definitely like an escape from soccer, which I feel like a lot of us, especially like when we go to, you know, our camps and it was just every, we're all just so soccer, 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 soccer. And like, when I got to go back home, it's like, oh, I have dance on Monday. You know, I get to stretch for an hour, three times a week. Like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it helped like physically helped with like core balance, you know, worked other muscles that like you, we don't work in soccer, upper Mm -hmm. body. And then I feel like socially gave me different types of friends that wasn't, you know, just about soccer. I got to spend time with my mom a lot. She was the coach, um, which caused, there is some like only a couple issues with that. (laughs) But it was, it was nice to like spend time with her. Um, but yeah, definitely just gave me another outlet. And I don't mind, I guess, like putting myself out there. Like I'm always, always dancing. And it's nice because my, one of my roommates was a dancer in high school too. So mm-hmm. we like dance a lot together. Try to keep it like in my life. That's fun. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Um, I mean, I've seen a few of your dances <laughs> on social media with your teammates yeah. and your roommates. But um, have you? I know you said you couldn't. There was no like dance team at UCLA that you could. You had the time to join or anything like that. But have you been trying to at least find your time to dance while you're there and uh, you know get that escape <laughs> while you're in school? I like yeah, here and there. Like for example, we did our team was in like a talent show in September so our coach texts like one of the seniors she's like I want our team to be in this and that's all she said and it's like <laughs> and it's like in two days so we're like okay Amanda like what should we do <laughs> so me and Shayna my roommate were like we could just choreograph a dance but split the team up teach them and this is during co- like peak corona so we're like trying to meet with people like inside our tiny apartment, not trying to get caught. Um, 
And we don't know the freshmen at this point. There's 14 of them. So we like don't know if they're down to dance, like (laughs) if they're super shy. Um, But yeah, we choreographed a dance, taught it to everyone, filmed it the next day. And it like looked really good. Um, I think we saw it. I think we've definitely seen it. And it it was very good. I'm sure sure we have. (laughs) We had like transitions or like, we split people up kind of like where they lived. So it'd be easier to just like meet in a common area. Um, And of course there's some people like, of course I'm in the girly part. We're like, (laughs) it's dance. Like (laughs) what do you want us to do? (laughs) So, but for the most part, everyone was like, super into it and there was only honestly a few that we had to like work with in terms of like rhythm yeah um yeah so stuff like that comes up kind of frequently where it's like oh we needed we need to make a dance that's fun um okay we're gonna have to like wrap this up a little bit but I know you mentioned what you said before wasn't the best advice you'd ever gotten so if you could give yourself the best advice looking (laughs) back in time when you first got injured re-injuries at all these different points in your life what would those what would those things be I think I how I handled it was like I don't give myself enough credit for like being the like super patient I really listen to my body so I would say like to other athletes like listen to your body you don't have to be the hero like if your knee hurts like your knee hurts pushing Mm -hmm. it's not going to help it And so that's something that like I had to teach myself and then lean on, you know, your friends, family. Um, Sometimes I definitely like shut my parents out just because like, I don't want them to be sad that I'm sad. So I think lean on those around you. And I do have to say like, after I played in that Tuesday game, the amount of texts and like messages I got from people that I haven't talked to, like girls from like a U14 camp in eighth grade, like Snapchatting me. So great to see you playing. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like I really had this just like army of people around, like behind me. And I, I didn't really realize that until I just got all these messages. Um, I hope that kind of answered your question. No, it does. That was good. That was really good. That was very good. For being on the spot, that was very good. I feel like that's one of the like most underratedly valuable things about playing sport, especially team sports, but playing a sport. It's like the community building aspect of it is so important. Like we met each other like almost seven years ago. Like I've known you for a very, very long time. And we've lived across the country. I have been to your house. Yeah. (laughs) We've lived across the country from each other our entire lives. Like I grew up in New Jersey, you grew up in California and you've been to my house for like a week. Like that's crazy. And like you guys kind know. of know each other too, like yes, just yeah. through the community. Like yeah. I, I watched like I would say ninety percent of your games in the fall, yeah. and it's just like you guys. I watched the Florida State UNC games because I'm like all my friends. Like I could name four or five of you on each team. Mm-hmm. And someone asked me like, "Why do you love soccer?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like a very <laughs> like like Jesus. That's a deep question. But one of the things I was like. Definitely the friends that and experiences I've made yeah. and are continue to make like go so far. Claire, why do no, you love soccer? soccer. <laughs> <laughs> um, why why do I love soccer? Um, oh, you're getting put on the spot. Let's see. 
Um, <laughs> no, it took, me like, right now. took me like 30 seconds and I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I used to always say like the, the, the friends you make and the places you got to go, which I, I guess I would still say today, it's harder to think about because right now, like we're not traveling, obviously. And like, we're mm-hmm. staying within our team because I'm, like, I'm not going to camps or I'm not going to like ECNL tournaments and like getting to yeah. play against my friends. But I would definitely mm-hmm. still say like the structure and community that's being built every single day um, while I'm playing here at Virginia. Um, and just the support system that is growing every single day um, as I continue to play for this team. And I, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Becca? Well, I would hate to say the same to both of what you guys just said. So just to say something different, I feel like you said structure, but I think the like discipline that it teaches you, one, again, with the whole friends yeah. piece, like you have to make an effort to keep in touch with, I have to keep, make an effort to keep in touch with Maddie. She lives across the country. That's someone that I, have become friends with over this whole time, but that's not like we're on the same team. We see each other every day. I have to wake up early in the morning, which is have to plan my day where I have practice in the morning. So I need to go to bed or like the sort of like discipline that it gives you just in all aspects of your life in any sport. But I think especially a sport like soccer and with our sort of background in playing soccer, I don't know, it just teaches you a lot about like getting things done and structuring your day, structuring your life in a productive manner. I don't know. That's a deep question. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it was a person that doesn't play who asked me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, God, I, it (laughs) took me a while, (laughs) but yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to have to keep it nice and short because we have to keep these episodes in our 30 minute time frame. but it was very, very, very nice to have you on, hear about your journey. Like I said, the day you played was the best day of my life. I swear. I was like, my parents were texting me like my sister was texting me everyone was like did you see Maddie play I'm like, oh yes, my gosh I, saw it. <laughs> I was talking to your mom I talked to your I mom think on Instagram I texted Becca <laughs> seriously so many people texted me I texted your mom like, <laughs> I think she my mom like just she's like I couldn't sleep the night before and then some of my friends that they watched the gate too they're like your mom was a mess I'm like I was a mess like I can't imagine how she was feeling but definitely like the most like euphoric moment like yeah. especially they're like they said my name in the lineup for the second half and it was just like tears everyone yeah. It, yeah. It, and then it's like okay go out there here's the set plays my coach is going over the set plays with me I'm like bawling I'm like I'm like I can just do it myself like I'll just <laughs> it was it was a that's really funny. good moment though for sure oh yeah that's awesome and I just I just checked I didn't need text Becca yeah so I'm trying <laughs> after watching Maddie's video so I was also here supporting but thank you so much for joining us it's so much fun yes thank you guys for having me that was fun thank you so much Maddie for joining us it's been so great hearing how you've dealt with injuries and kept a positive mindset even when things seemed bleak I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode and tune back in next week bye